Radio. Many of us want to see renewal in our parishes and communities, but don't know where to start. In the Archdiocese of Sydney, the Credo Office for Renewal and Evangelisation support the effort of those engaged in the work of evangelisation. One of their recent initiatives for the Year of Grace is the Hour of Grace and Mercy Kit, designed to help schools, parishes and communities introduce people to adoration and confession. Sarah caught up with Kathy Kennedy from Crater to find out more. Send your spirit, Holy Father, show your Today I'm joined by Kathy Kennedy, who is the director of the Sydney Archdiocese Office for Renewal and Evangelization, otherwise known as Credo. Kathy, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, not to be confused with Cradio. No, to be confused. <laughs> often I do no, have to right, correct people. Cradio, right. yeah. Oh, it's very good to be here. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> now, renewal and evangelization for the Archdiocese, it's quite a large portfolio you have on your lap there. Yeah, pretty scary. You try not to think about it, you just trust and rely on grace. That's what it's all about. Try to see where the spirit is moving and then try to work with him to help bring the the good stuff to people and parishes and groups and what have you. So could you tell me a bit about the work of the office? Yeah, sure. Um, we do a lot of things. Uh, I think probably some of the things that we're most well known for would be um, that we put on Walk with Christ, which is the annual Eucharistic procession on the Feast of Corpus Christi, um, which, of course, is a wonderful opportunity for people to come together for their faith and witness to their faith, but it's also a wonderful witness to the city of our faith is Catholic, as Catholics when we all come together. Um, we also run parish missions, two a year, where we go into parishes and, you know, we it's sort of like a traditional parish mission but then some because we try to add elements of the new evangelization to it so we're trying to um, not just wait in the church for everyone to come to us but actually to go out onto the streets and and do things to actually engage so we might have um, we do some door-to-door visiting we'll also um, often have a coffee store with a proper coffee machine that in just sort of outside of the church invites people in for a coffee and a chat um, and also things like processions, again, in the parish area. Just different ways to be out there in the streets. Sometimes we might even go out to a shopping centre and set up a stall or have some music playing and just be there to engage with people and talk to them about faith. It's about having a little bit more of a presence, you know, sometimes these days. The only evidence of faith out there is the church and and people don't really know that we're still here we're still actually (laughs) alive and kicking and that we have you know that that we have something to offer so these are just some of the ways that we try to get out there um we also run seen which is the city congress embracing the new evangelization and uh, that's a very large multifaceted event a lot of people might know about the vocations expo that we hold at martin place which is one aspect of it and colloquiums where we try to get together and just drill down and to understand a little bit more about evangelization and how we can apply it in our groups in our parishes in our schools and what that sort of thing um, we have a network for evangelizers that we met, that meets four times a year. The idea is to bring everyone together, not reinvent the wheel, share with each other, pray with each other, encourage one another, because it's you know not always the easiest of work to share your faith with others. So bringing them together and encouraging them, letting them know just how important they are to the church, it's a delight for us to do. Yeah. We're young. 
come to us and So you mentioned a bit about parish missions and I've been to a couple. Uh-huh. And I know one core element of them, which is quite beautiful, are the, the Knights of Grace and Mercy. Yeah. Could you tell me a bit uh, about those knights? Sure. Well, um, they're called a Knight of Mercy in a, in a parish and they're actually kind of like the the high point of our parish missions. They actually were developed in Europe and uh, we took the model from there because it works and it's wonderful. And the idea is that it kind of brings the beautiful elements that we've always had, the richness of our traditions in the church, um, brings it to people in a way that they can enter into it and make it a real a real turning point, a real event for them, a moment of conversion. And, you know, we need many moments of conversion in our lives, you know. So so these nights feature um, usually a contemporary musician who will help us to lead us in prayer, contemporary but reverent, you know, and very beautifully Catholic. And then uh, the night features uh, confession and adoration, beginning often with a sharing from someone who talks about how um, the mercy of God has... They've experienced that in their own life. And then we might have someone who preaches on the on the mercy of God. Uh, and then we go into this time of prayer, of quiet, of, of candlelight, um, and where people can go to confession and spend some time really close, really intimate with our Lord, exposed in the Blessed Sacrament. And the extraordinary thing is that whether they're 10 or they're 90, and all the ages in between, people love it and they respond. There's something almost revolutionary about giving people a chance to be quiet, to be still in our noisy world, for a chance for people to come close and know that they're close to God, that they can really encounter him there. And of course, the mercy of God, to be able to actually face up and say, you know what, I'm not firing all on all cylinders, I have messed up, but there's hope, there's something I can do about it, and there is this sacrament that can make the difference, you know, and giving people a really beautiful experience of that. Yeah, people love it. We're always told it's the highlight. <laughs> so I guess out of the fruits of that, then mm-hmm. you've come up with this hit. Yeah, exactly, because um, the trouble is, of course, that bringing a whole band and coming into we just can't get to every parish to bring a night of mercy, and we only do a couple of parish missions a year, but we wanted to find a way to give people that experience on a smaller scale, but to give them that experience and make it possible for them to do it in their own parish without the whole bells and whistles having to be done um, bringing everything in. So... Uh, we gave it some thought and some prayer and we came up with this Hour of Grace and Mercy kit and it basically has um, the music that you need, pretty much a CD that you press play and it goes through a cycle of hymn, silence, chant, silence, hymn, just beautiful time so that it takes you right through that time and finishes with the Divine Praises. Again by Stephen Kirk, the contemporary musician who we often use He has a real gift in being able to lead people in prayer and somehow teach them how to pray at the same time. Uh, I think it's because for some time he was with the Carmelites before he married his beautiful wife and had six (laughs) children. But uh, And I think that that, that what he learned about prayer there, he brings somehow into his music. And so it's contemporary, but it's deeply spiritual and brings you really to encounter Christ. So it features that CD, but it also has audio scripture reflections ready to play so that 
and they're all based on a moment of encounter um, between Jesus and someone important, usually figuring mercy within them. For example, um, the Samaritan woman, and, and there's a then it, so that the would be there's a audio recording of the scripture passage then followed by reflection so that can just be played again and uh, everything you need powerpoints powerpoint templates um, promotional material everything is there you know the guidelines everything you need to know the only thing you have to do is add a priest basically (laughs) and all comes in a little kit so that's the idea and because it's a kit and because it's all just there it'll work for a group of six or could work for a whole parish night in the in Lent leading up to Holy Week or whatever you know so it opens up all of those options so drench us with your grace and power again. What I think is really beautiful about the Mercy Nights, I mean, like, we have holy hours in our parishes, and obviously we always have confessions available in our parishes, but it sort of, it provides a sort of doorway for those who may not be used to that, or who can't sit in silent adoration for an hour, like... That's it. It makes it accessible because I think um, it's so easy for us to say, you know, and and we're often told, pray. But for a lot of us, we don't know how. Um, And and also um, something like Eucharistic Adoration can almost be a bit frightening. Like you said, even just the silence can be frightening. But with the addition of just that simple music and that ability to lead people into prayer... Before they know it, they're really entering into it and loving that time. Uh, it just, yeah, it just makes it accessible. I think that's the word, accessibility. Yeah. So I suppose for those wanting to get started, I mean, what are some of the benefits that you foresee the parishes or the communities? What sort of... Okay, well, the thing about the kit is that like, it's like 70 bucks, okay, 69.95. Um, and then with it, you can use it as often or as little as you like. Once you've got it everything's there so if you wanted to just have it something that you could use in Lent bang there it is if you want to use it on a weekly basis you could you know if you want to use it monthly or whatever else um and so I think that's I think that's that's the beauty of it it's really very simple um once you've got it everything's there um we've had a little bit of think about it and we think that there's some particularly um special moments where it could be very useful even within a parish, for example, um, children preparing for first reconciliation, you know, wouldn't it be lovely to offer a night for the parents as well as the children, perhaps to, you know, experience confession in a, in a non-threatening, beautiful environment, you know, um, with that beautiful music, with that lovely setting, so, so that they're prepared and then and they, their kids can see them going and all this stuff, you know, I just think that could be a wonderful thing. Also, um, we've trialled it with some wonderful people at the CEO and uh, their youth ministry coordinators in our secondary schools were really very positive about it. And so we can see it being used even during lunchtime or of an afternoon for, for secondary students and that sort of thing. You know, this is what it opens up. All of a sudden it becomes possible for people who otherwise wouldn't even know where to start to do that sort of thing, to be able to put something on like this. And there's a lot that flows out of that, like even just helping people to start adoration in their communities or their parishes. There's a lot more that flows out from that, isn't there? Oh, most definitely. The interesting thing is that, you know, in this job, I, I try to keep on in touch and, and keep my eye out for what is working, working out there in helping bring people to Christ, helping them renew their faith. And 
so often Eucharistic adoration is at the heart of that. You know, it's extraordinary. I mean, a perfect example, of course, is World Youth Day. You know, Eucharistic adoration tents popping up all over the place. And, and they're packed. You know, it's really hard to get in. And who's there? Young people. You know, and they're loving it. They can't get enough of it. You know, so Eucharistic adoration is being rediscovered. And what we're realising is that there's so much richness there. From it flows extraordinary things. I just heard a story today of someone who said that before the in Eucharistic adoration at one of our events, he became, it gave him the time and the stillness to reflect on his life and its direction and it made him aware of how he needed to move and change and, and make some big decisions about his life. And I've heard, you know, again, again, that Eucharistic adoration is linked to vocations. Why? Because it's a moment of encounter. It's a moment of quiet. And in that time, we don't just talk to God. We also listen, you know, and we let him love, love us. I often say to small children that Eucharistic adoration is like sunbaking. You know, you just get to sit there and let the Lord love you. It's like letting the sun just warm you. And, and I think there's just so much that comes from that. And the other thing is that silence, even quiet music playing, is revolutionary today. There's so, as I said before, there's so much noise. And so just finding some time to be quiet and still, you know, is extraordinary. And Christ in the Eucharist is so much more powerful than we would. None of us can really fully understand the power of his presence there or how extraordinary, extraordinary it is that he even chooses to come and be present with us in that way. So I think there is more richness than I can possibly try to express. <laughs> So I'm sure there's probably some people listening to this who might have been thinking that they need to do more, that there needs to be more in their parish or community. So how can they go about getting started? Okay, well, the, the kit is very easy to find. It's at the Mustard Seed Bookshop. Um, they're, they're looking after it for us and, and they can buy it there. Um, but also our, our um, contact details are there. We'd be very happy to try and help people get things started. I think one thing that's really important is if you're going to start something like this in your parish... You need to talk to your parish priest. It's really important, you know, to do that. Obviously, if you're going to have our Lord exposed, he's, he's got to give you permission and that sort of thing. Um, you don't, unless there's, there is an option to use the kit without confession, by the way, too, because sometimes the father may just not be available. But um, even in that case, you need his permission and you'll need someone who can bring, out, bring our Lord out and expose him and that sort of thing. So, but the kit outlines all of that there. You know, and we'd be very happy to help anyone who wants to know sort of what's next, how to go about it. You know. I think the thing is that some people wait until there's you know, a huge amount or until everyone's on board. You know, if there's four of you and you want to do this, start. You know, if Father's happy and there's four of you, start because your prayers even and and can be so powerful. And uh, and and if people come and they see and hear, I think you'll find that they'll stay and there'll be more more will come. So I think step out in faith. That was Kathy Kennedy talking about the new Hour of Grace and Mercy kit produced by the Credo Office in Sydney. 
the Archdiocese of Sydney's Auxiliary Bishop and Coordinator of the Year of Grace, Bishop Peter Comensoli, also shared his insights on how the kit can help communities enter more fully into a relationship with Christ. Uh, the, the whole point of the Year of Grace is going back to the roots of our faith, going back to Christ himself. Uh, when you're in adoration, you're before Christ himself. So all the other things get put to one side, and there you are with, with our Lord and yourself, um, and that moment of grace that's related to to that. Uh, the music and the reflections and the time of silence all are meant to enhance that. And, and I would add that probably it, it, it's particularly geared for younger generations, but uh, it's, it's about this coming back to Christ. How do we start afresh from Christ? Well, let's go to the source of grace, Christ himself. And there he is, present in the Blessed Sacrament, uh, present in the Sacrament of Reconciliation and so on. If you would like to purchase an Hour of Grace and Mercy kit, visit mustardseedbooks.org.au. To find out more about the work of Credo, visit credosydney.org. Radio.org.au